0: Hey there, thank you for listening to Say Less presented by the Watchtower Media Network. If you want to contribute, drop us a line on our contact page or email in to inbox at wtchtwr.com. We're always on the lookout for writers, editors, podcasters and plenty more, so if you're looking to get involved with all the happenings at the Watchtower, let us know and we'll take a look at whatever you might have to offer. Make sure you follow us too at Watchtower underscore media across all the socials for all the latest pop culture with a view. Right now, say less with me, Aaron Casanova, and Mihir Kole coming up. episode 8 I think and we're finally doing this in person here it's exciting yes it's very exciting I'm right here I'm next to Aaron finally I can't wait all right let's get straight into it my pick for you here last week was the Wes Anderson movie the Grand Budapest Hotel what do you think
1: well I've, I've told you this as I've seen the movie before and I absolutely fucking love it it's amazing cinemagraphy is amazing the setting is really good and um, I, I just have to tell you the, the, the cast in this movie is fantastic. Some of the best actors in the world, and the interesting thing is that when you watch this movie for the first time and you look at these actors, you don't instantly recognize them, right? They they've got like uh, whoever did the makeup and and the hair design whatever did a bang on job because a lot of these actors like Owen Wilson. I didn't know that was Owen Wilson. Yeah, I had to look it up. It, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. in it for like two minutes. Yeah, Um it was Edward Norton. I didn't know that was mm. Edward Norton. To be fair, he's Hasn't got the most recognisable face, but... <laughs> yeah, I really like this movie. I think it's a must-watch, to be honest.
0: Who is the MVP of the movie? I remember asking you that for um, Palm Springs, which had a slightly smaller cast. That is true. Um, it's the... It's, okay.
1: It's a bit of a wild card, but I think it's the new guy. I forget his name, but the... the, the
2: oh protagonist?
1: Zero.
0: Is the guy who Zero. is in Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's great. because you expect all of the other characters to do amazingly well, especially the concierge. I love him. He's a great actor. I know him as Kevin from Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's not the same guy. Is it not? No. I swear it is. That's no. um
0: I swear it is. No. What the hell was that guy's name? But that's that's not him. It's Ralph Fiennes is the main actor. Yeah. Huh. They
1: look so similar, my guy. That's what I'm way, telling you. This is what I'm telling you. Um, you're
0: thinking of Mark Evan Jackson. Probably. Yeah. yeah. This is Ralph Fiennes. Okay. It's like one of his best roles. Oh. Interesting. I
1: thought they were the same guy. Well,
0: it'd be like that. Well, you learned something new. Are you excited for The French Dispatch? Which the is French coming out this, this summer. Yeah. Another Wes Anderson movie. I see, I see. Oh, yeah.
1: I haven't seen any trailers yet, so...
0: I would recommend that. It's not going to be my pick for this week. Yeah, no, no, no worries.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I really did enjoy it. I think it was really good. All right, so let's move on to my pick for you. Spanish thriller film, The Platform. What did you think?
0: All right, so... I. Thought it was a horror when I saw the trailer. It isn't a horror as such. Although it's pretty gory, in big parts. Um, I thought it started well. It's only ninety-four <clears throat> minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's in Spanish was fine. Like it doesn't. I don't think that had much of an impact. Mm-hmm. I it lost the. My problem with it is it lost me towards the end, right? Where, the message kind of gets um, blurred. Mm-hmm. And you kind of lose track of what they're actually trying to do. Yeah. And it was kind of frustrating to the point I was like, I I need to watch something afterwards that's going to make me, that I know what I'm going to get. Right. And it was just kind of, yeah, it was disappointing towards the end because mm-hmm. I thought there would be some kind of big grand finale and you're, not, you're so unclear on what happens right towards the conclusion of the movie. So to translate, you're saying the film cocked you. If you want to say that's how it was, then... <laughs> no,
1: I, I agree with you. The ending is, is unclear. It's it's left up to the audience to finish it off, which is what a lot of directors like doing. I personally am not the biggest fan of it, but uh, I think it does leave a little bit up to your imagination as to what exactly happens when the I screen had, fades to back.
0: I had a question for you. What do you think they use for the human flesh? Because at <sighs> one point, it's not a spoiler. Right. One, at one yeah. point, they eat some guys like liver. yeah, yeah. I kept thinking it was like, like bacon or something? It's probably it's probably like a, a
1: pig. big chunk. It's probably pig. Or That's probably what they normally like use. Pig liver. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. They like they probably liver. for sure. I reckon they cooked it? Mm, I don't uh-huh. know.
0: I don't I'm know. Sure
2: they do, like a rare, like a rare. <laughs> like like very a rare. rare. Term. Yeah, but you can't eat pig <laughs> rare. It's not it's not beef, is it? Like a liver, I- though.
0: I have a question. Another question though. Mm. So they mention that you can pick anything as your like thing to put on the yeah, platform, yeah, yeah. what would you pick?
1: Oh, to take with you.
0: Kind yeah. of. Well, what would you pick to put, have on the platform? Right. Because goreng picks escargot. Yeah. Oh. And so you can have any dish on the platform. What would you pick? Oh, you mean food-wise, right. Yeah. Creme brulee. <sighs> I should have known. Yeah, you should have known. Fair it's enough. Enough. <laughs> in the bio. <laughs> fair enough. All right, fair enough. I'd have a cheeseburger. Of course you would. I feel so like right.
2: I would pick something super rare that people couldn't pick like out on
0: but that's the thing that's right? what goreng does he picks yeah. snails and by the time it gets to like level 50 nobody's even touched it exactly so. yeah that's
1: fair actually that'd be a way to cheat the system mm-hmm. yeah see if you can get it to <laughs> level I would order 300 like,
2: which is like a mexican dish which is like cow stomach but it's so good
0: and hope it gets to, like, level 70. You will
2: definitely get to level
0: 20. <laughs> <laughs> Please. All right, those were our picks for something for each other to watch, so let's move into the listens. Mihir, mine was an indie band for you. One song of theirs, It's Over, by the band Martha Gunn. What did you think?
1: Well, Aaron, this time you have piqued my interest because I did like this song. Um, and, yeah, I think, uh, you know, my previous criticisms of indie music about it being... Way too focused on the vocals, very slow and not very instrumental. This one answered all of those criticisms. Um, not a very long song. I would prefer preferred if it was about four minutes, but it's only about, what, two and a half? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great song. Definitely worth listening to.
0: Good. I'm glad. Because yeah. the thing with picking Boy Genius last week hmm. was that it's one of the directions that indie's going in, which is slow songs that make you think about your life right, and reconsider everything you've ever done. Whereas this one, you know... 2 minute 45. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Put it on while the sun's out. Yeah. Walk around, finally. That's the kind of indie music
1: I like, because, yeah, indie, indie music for me was less about the emo part and more <laughs> more, more about the, the emotional part of it. Um, but I feel like recently it's becoming more and more emo and mm. people becoming too, I don't know, deeply lost in their thoughts and thinking about life. And, That's true. Yeah. And I think you don't you don't necessarily need to make music that does that all the time. You know, sometimes you can just have music that just makes you happy and nothing more.
0: Which is true. All yeah,
1: right, fair enough. All right. Uh, and my pick for you last week was the album Tim
0: by Avicii and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, his album made after he died. What did you think? So I listened to it on the way here, actually. Okay. It's fine. One of my things, though, is that what you get in... I think his first album is called Stories. One of those albums is called Stories. Is that what you want from an avicii album is you want it to be twelve songs, but you want at least four of them hmm. to be the ones they keep playing in like in the club yeah, yeah. or on the radio and you basically can't escape them. My problem is there's only two of those kinds of songs on the album Max, Heaven and SOS, which are both okay. perfectly good songs. But it's just that the other ten, especially after those two, because those two are like two number two and number three yeah, in the yeah, track list yeah. the next nine songs and the one before mm-hmm. that are all basically the same song you think yeah and it's just there's no staying power with the, any of the other ones which is a shame and it is a shame that we won't get any other you know productions by Avicii mm-hmm. it's fine like it's listenable you know I, I don't think i'll be listening to this album again
1: now i do agree with you because heaven and sls are already have been heavily played in, in clubs and in, you know, shops and things like that. Mm. Um, and I think that the second half of the album does slow down compared to the first half. Uh, and you can, I mean, there's that Avicii, classic Avicii sound, but you can notice that, you know, the soul is gone because obviously he was not the one who finalized these songs. But, you know, the fact that the when you say that they all sound similar, I mean, obviously that's your opinion, but I, I would like to disagree with that um you know songs like tough love are very different to every other song um in this list um but yeah obviously it's fine um it's I mean, okay least, yeah it's 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 okay it's not his best album by mm. far um but that's obviously cuz he didn't make it uh but i still think that it was a is a good ode to him when he died yeah um, it's
0: a suitable ode yeah
1: exactly because you know no more music's coming out of him ever again <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah so uh you might as well enjoy what's left which is fair yeah,
0: all right so on that note let's move on to the wild card which last week's picked for us by our good friend sophie mm-hmm. gabrielle too tired to be crazy by violet benson this was a trip <laughs> to listen to <laughs> Um, I listened to a couple. One of them was about Fuckboys. Yeah, same. Which was, um, you know, 35 minutes of pure, like, steroids. Mm-hmm. It's well edited. You do, in credit, you do really learn a lot.
1: You do, yeah. And I think it's helpful that she's got another person there uh, mm-hmm. who kind of bounces ideas off of her. And in the, in the uh, particular episode, the one with the Fuckboys, as you mentioned, I think it's the first one of the series. Uh, she's with her friend Alex and you can tell okay that... I
0: think we listen, listen to a different one oh it's
1: different okay well in, in at least my one I'm not sure if it was the same in yours but about 10 minutes into the podcast you knew that they had like intricate friendships they had all of these inside jokes uh, and it was funny sometimes to try and pick up on them but it just felt like two people having a conversation uh, I think what I really liked about this show was um, it didn't attack men like yeah. a lot of these podcasts do um Instead, it kind of kind of helped the, the, the person listening, the audience, whether it be male or female, kind of step into the mind of the opposite gender. I think it works both ways, because Sophie mentioned it'd be helpful to get in, uh, insight on how the female mind works. But I think uh, Violet Benson and Alex, at least in my episode, had a good grasp of how the male mind works as well.
0: Yeah, it helps you understand where you can do better mm-hmm. in life as opposed to it just being like these are all of the things that men do wrong and therefore yeah. that's it it's game over there. There's yeah. a lot of lessons to be learned I thought <laughs> from how you should approach things like dating and relationships especially now. Obviously a lot of these episodes were made before yeah. the original quarantine like a year ago. Yeah. But there's a lot of lessons to be learned of how you conduct yourself online and how you message people, etc. Interesting because in my the podcast I
1: listened to was the one in 2018, so there wasn't much talk about online stuff, oh. uh, other than just to start a conversation and move it to an in-person thing. But I'm I'm sure some of her more recent episodes will be heavily delving into the online aspect of relationships as well. Yeah. Um. From my experience, it's just a shitty
0: situation <laughs> from both sides. Um, online dating is crap. Don't do it. And on that note, let's move on to this week's picks for each other for something to watch, listen to, and some wild cards presented by one of our very special guests this week. So let's get first into what we want each other to watch. It's been a tough pick this week, Mihir, I won't lie to you, Yeah. but same. I did settle on something that's on Netflix as always, but it's a documentary this time. Interesting. I'm a big documentary fan. This is about basically the last decade in Brazilian politics.
1: Oh God, it's going to be a shit show, isn't it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it's by an Oscar-nominated director, Petra Costa. Okay. And she basically looks at the last 10 to 15 years, roughly, of Brazilian politics. And how you get from the populist movements, people like President Lula, Dilma... To what we have now in Bolsonaro and the what, the second highest number of COVID deaths. Yeah. Obviously it was made in twenty nineteen, so there's none of that. Yeah. But basically how the Brazilian political system has got to this point. Aside from the actual politics, it's a really good listen. It's a really well made yeah, yeah. actual documentary, which okay. I think is important. It's a very easy watch. That's good. I've... and I think it's not only will you enjoy it, I think you'll learn a lot from it too. Interesting. I've watched, I've been getting into a documentary phase recently, so I'm
1: quite excited to watch another one. And on a topic I find quite interesting, mainly because of how much drama there is, especially mm. in the Brazilian political system. Um, but obviously my gripes with their system should be safe for another, mm-hmm. another podcast, which might last up to 10 hours. So that's <laughs> my, Let's not dive into that. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited to watch for sure. Um, so f- my pick for you this week was also quite tough uh, but it's one of um it's one of a classic movies it came out a while ago and there's now a TV series uh, based off of the book which was you know um, resulted in the movie that came out and also now a new show that Netflix has started it's called Snowpiercer the film not the TV show Oh okay. it's directed by Bong Joon-ho Oh, Okay, here uh, we go, also, now we're talking. Who also directed Parasite, as you know. One of the best movies I've ever yes. seen.
2: Did he direct no Pierce?
1: He did, he I didn't did. I know that. So, Korean director, cast includes Chris Evans. Say less, i um, Next. And, you know, the, the you don't realize that it's a Korean film. Because he's so good at this, this kind of the shock horror kind of aspect of these, of these films. There's no actual horror, just like in Parasite, when you watch the movie, spoiler alert. No actual horror, but sometimes he just delivers these shock blows that happen maybe twice or thrice in the entire movie, last about 15 seconds and just catch you off your guard. Like You don't see them coming. And I think Snowpiercer is a really good film. I think the TV show is all right, but I okay. think the film is really good.
0: All right, I am excited. You, you had me at Bong Joon-ho and yeah. you really had me at Chris Evans. Excited. I like, okay because i've been i'll be honest with you i've been frustrated with the recent picks for things to watch
1: yeah well aaron you've seen everything i could recommend to you so i have to pick things that you wouldn't have seen and most of the times there's a reason why you haven't seen them yeah <laughs> but yeah hopefully you like this film i think it's really well made
0: that's fair okay snowpiercer yeah intriguing say less okay let's move on then to our picks for each other for something to listen to so, here in the week, I was on a big Arcade Fire binge. I've been listening that. to a lot of their music. And I kept re- recommending to you uh, the song Reflector mm-hmm. and all the bunch of the live versions. This isn't that album, mm-hmm. but it's the album before, which is also the album that won Album of the Year. It's called The Suburbs. It's okay. about an hour long. Okay. And this is the album that really put Arcade Fire on the map because it came out right as... Uh, Mumford and Sons were getting big. Yeah. And you get that kind of transition <laughs> towards real instruments. Yeah.
2: I feel like it was my childhood.
0: Yeah. I feel yeah, like, it, like
2: their music video was like, so different to anything else when I was growing up compared to what was on MTV. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. There's a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> and I think what's really important about this album is that the songs are stories. Okay. So, you get an hour long album there's about 12 songs so each song is roughly you know five minutes so -hmm. it's not just song 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 and you you already finished the album it's this kind of album that you really take in and you notice when you're listening Mm -hmm. I think you'll enjoy it there's some really standout songs on there including The Suburbs uh, Ready to Start and Sprawl 2 and definitely check out the live versions on YouTube too Mm mhm which really add to it because you get that sense of theater because there's so many people in the band. There's like yeah, yeah. eight or nine okay. different people.
2: Back in the day, they used to have a song called Neighborhood. And mm. you used to be able to put your like postcode and mm-hmm. address and like the video would take place like on the street <laughs> where you grew up. That's
1: That's cool. It's so
2: yeah, cool and it's it so sort of different. Thing. Like, I mean, I'm talking like 2008, 20s, mm-hmm. you know, when this was happening. So, yeah. That I'm wouldn't really work like as well that.
0: in my neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Hey, okay, maybe that was only in
2: my neighborhood, or whatever they were
1: doing it. No, right, well, I'm excited to check out Arcade 5. I've heard only a few of their songs and I have enjoyed all of them. So, and the whole album will be quite interesting. All right. Um, my recommendation for you for this week is just good old rock and roll. I'm going to recommend to you Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Oh my God! (laughs) Why am
2: I so excited for that? There's,
1: there's not much to say. It's Motley Crue. It's amazing. Kickstart My Heart is a banger. Just, just, just have a good time. my Can I please
2: like what my first time driving on the freeway in the U.S. Yeah. I blasted that song. Like that was literally me hitting on the freeway and my mom was like, why are you blasting music? I was like, I'm in the zone. This is the first time <laughs> I'm driving in the freeway. Like, sh- so it's <laughs> we're a big... playing. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, you play. You if anything. You want to be blasting Motley mm. Crue while you hit the freeway. That is true. At any that moment is in your life. In... I will be
1: blasting that during our road trip. In the yeah. Summer. I 15, can't wait. Trust me.
2: 15-year-old and a half Jasmine was like, I have to do this now. <laughs> this right,
1: this song never fails to get me hyped up, no matter what I'm... I could be doing it's... the dishes, and I'll be there like, oh, God, this is it. I'm on gonna...
0: Yep. All right, Motley Crue for our... 100%. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, that is going to be a hell of a ride. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, okay, so those were our picks for each other to listen to. And then finally, we move on to the wild card. And you've oh, heard it before oh in this episode already. Our good friend, Jasmine Chong, is here <laughs> to recommend some stuff for us to listen to. Now, normally we have one thing. Okay. But you came in hot today. Did I? And have decided <laughs> for us for something to listen to and to... To play. Play. what? Okay.
2: So, I was quite keen about the playing... Because I have been hearing you guys and you really play about what's like hot and modern, what's up to date. And I feel like there's a lot, I don't know, back in the day, again, I'm 50 years old secretly, (laughs) that you could be watching. And one of the movies that stood out to me when I was like, when you played the idea to me, I was like, what's a little bit different? There was this movie that I watched back in the day, it's called Sleeping Beauty, which Mm -hmm. is so weird, because as a child, when you think of Sleeping Beauty, you think of, like, childhood film.
0: I did think you meant the Disney (laughs) movie when you (laughs) told me.
2: Maybe I did, but, like, um, the description to this film is about a college student who becomes a niche sex worker at a high-end brothel where customers pay her, to fondle her while she's sleeping.
1: I wasn't.
2: You watched
1: it? Interesting. (laughs) So so
2: I really feel like it's a slow film, and I feel like you kind of have to go into it with the idea of, um, you know, like the issues about like prostitution, whether it should be legal or not. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times you're like, yeah, why shouldn't it be? But when you think about the people who are actually doing this, I don't know, it's about a film about who basically, a woman is trying to make a living selling her body but you can just tell how she's winning so much quote-unquote money from it and how she's still trying to gain some self-control from this and it's dropped very subtly throughout the film and i don't know it, it really it's low and it plays a picture of the issue the wider issue about should this even be allowed Like, broadly, the people who are actually doing this for a living, should it be allowed? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Because a lot of the times there's an argument where it's like, obviously, we should have laws for that. It protects people who want to pursue this. But it, it, it plays on your psychological instinct and also the men who have the money to pay for these kinds of pleasures and what it says about them and their control in society. So, but of an interesting one, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, 2011, um, it was actually the second, um, Australian film to come into the Candace Festival, so it's kind of a, like an indie festival that comes into California, so quite niche. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. I'm interesting. interested, yeah. Yeah? Interesting. I feel like
2: it should be interesting for you guys too to watch. So, um, it's not, it used to be on Netflix a while ago. It's not Netflix is on Netflix or Amazon now. That's but you
0: fine. Can we'll find it, it on YouTube.
2: It's on YouTube for free. It's I on don't YouTube. Know, it's on YouTube for right. free. The whole film. Okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to advertise that. He he it is. It? Yeah. You watch it?
1: No. We have not <laughs> seen Well,
2: you don't expect him that I watch <laughs> like, like, its movie. It is so. It's not a very commercial movie. It's, it's not, like, exactly. It's, it's not, not very outdoor, commercial. It's an horror movie. Yeah, okay. like, it's one of those films where if you saw it, it's because somebody told you about it.
0: Okay, it's a cult film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We do well with cult films. <laughs> so. Okay, that's not bad. That. I gave him confused Confuse all week. Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and so, did you have something for us to listen to as well?
2: Yes. Well, what
0: was I can't pronounce it. It's a German song. Creator der Nacht. Yeah. Okay. By, By Solomon, Solomon and Isolation then. Okay. Yeah. Why? It's really good. <laughs> Why?
2: Okay. So I always struggle to find a good song. <laughs> I feel like more and more I struggle for it. And when I heard this, it was very... It's techno. It's modern. But it's still not your basic modern music. Like, I feel like you can play this at a house song. You can play this while you're out on a run. And either way, you're entertained. And...
0: You can hear it more than once, and you're keen on it. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's my selling point for it. German techno. German techno! You can hey. never go wrong with I, that! I, I love German techno. I've liked
0: it before. I'm worried about Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the most picky person on earth, so this will be interesting. But okay. German techno it is, and an Australian cult movie. All right, so that wraps up Sayless episode 8. All right. An intriguing episode. Let's run back through our picks for each other. So, Mihir, my choices for you were the documentary about Brazilian politics, The Edge of Democracy, and the Grammy-winning album, The Suburbs, by Arcade Five.
1: Perfect. And my picks for you for this week were Snowpiercer, the movie, uh, starring Chris Evans and Bong Joon-ho, the director, and uh, the song Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue and Infamous Band.
2: So my picks for Sleeping Beauty for a film and Crow to the Knot for a listen.
0: All right. We will get to watching and listening for all of that.
2: You better. <laughs> we'll
0: be back next week with another set of picks, recommendations, and reviews for each other on the Watchtower Media Network. This has been Say Less. I've been Aaron Casanova. I've been Mihir Kohay. I've
2: been Jasmine Chong.
0: We will see you next week. Bye-bye.